this is uh, Bruce from uh, North Brookville. And uh, you are tuned into uh, uh, Truth It in the AM. Uh, be prepared for some uh, craziness. Let's go. folks hey i gotta work on sitting up straight yeah i gotta hump back myself what's going on everybody today is friday october 27th 2017 thank you for tuning in and logging on and welcome to truth it in the am it is your boy truth it here to address any and all things when it's time to and it's time to uh thank you to blogtalkradio.com, worcesterdailynews.com, Archangel of Return to Chivalry, which airs every Wednesday from 3 to 4 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com slash Archangel of Return to Chivalry. And speaking of Archangel of Return to Chivalry, the host of Archangel of Return to Chivalry, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, always keeps it real, never lies, never steals. Nope. Trooper Joe is in the building. Hey, folks, how are you this morning? We don't need applause because we don't need them. I just want to give love to everybody out there, and I say I hope everybody's having a great a great pre-weekend, and then we get right into Halloween and have all the little goblins come and scare you. So all you people that are from a foreign land, when you see these little goblins and little monsters and zombies and everything walking around on Tuesday, don't be afraid. They're just American children. <laughs> That's what they look like. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, just just hang in there with them. Give them candy. They'll go away. They'll say, thank you. Thank you. Trick, trick. Yeah. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Some of your kids are so ugly that they need to be uh, disguised all year round. Why stop at a... <laughs> Why stop at Halloween? Keep that makeup and stuff and them masks on their ugly little faces. <laughs> nah, I think all kids are beautiful. Nah, when they're born? No, when they're born, they look like little chicken heads. Look like aliens. <laughs> they look some of the ugliest, most disgusting things. Here's a tip for you mothers. I know you guys like to take a picture of your baby as soon as they're born and with the little hat on and their little face and they're sleeping and everything and you think that's precious. Please don't do that. Wait at least four <laughs> days for them to get their color in and everything. Sometimes they're purple and they are some of the ugliest, most looking animals, <laughs> garanimals that you have ever seen in my life. They're garanimals. Yeah, uh, nothing I hate more than looking at a picture and you say, hey, look at my baby. And I have yeah, to oh, lie I and go, ah. Yeah, I, listen, I, I have to tell the truth. I can't be lying. This is my, I can't be, that's a white lie. That's a white lie. And as a Christian, I guess there's no such thing as good lies at all. But that's a white lie. That's a white lie. Yeah, you're not supposed to white lie when you see a, a kid's baby and it's ugly as sin. And uh, I just say, oh, that's a nice baby. Um, I don't I don't comment on whether they're beautiful or ugly. There are some good looking babies. When they're first born? Well, baby, like I've you say. I've never. 
Oh, my, my kids came out with nothing but hair all over the head. Yeah, my daughter, my kids came out with a head full of hair too. But you know what they did to one of them? They suction cut their head to pull them out. They used a suction on their head. So the head came out and they had a cone head when they were first yeah. born. And that hat only covered half of the head. <laughs> the rest of the cone was still showing. Looked like they, they, my oldest daughter looked like something you would put to block your car from people parking in your parking space. Or something that the construction uses to keep you from running into the truck. <laughs> Uh, well, folks, I was a beautiful baby. No, you weren't. Yeah, I had hair and everything. <laughs> and my grandmother put bones in my hair. I don't know what that was all about because she was a little, she she do what she wanted to do. <laughs> Man, I have a picture of me when I was a baby, and I had to have been uh, three or four months old. I was ugly as hell then. I was uh, Babies are ugly. I'm I'm sorry. We just have to tell the truth. Uh, I was just a little fat one, nine nine something. I was a big baby. Oh big yeah, child. I was uh, eight pounds and like six ounces or something when I was born. Yeah, uh, just a big old fat baby. Yeah, <clears throat> but at least when you grew, you grew tall. I just grew out. <laughs> my, everybody in my family's tall too. I'm the only one that's short and and wide. <laughs> Got tall the wrong way, I guess. Man, I'm starting off negative today, ain't I? Positive vibes, everybody. Positive vibes. Positive That's vibes right. to you and your ugly kids. <laughs> oh, I ain't getting ready. Uh, right, to... Remember, I'm not down with the children being like, I think they're all precious and they're all beautiful. Yeah, they, no, the, they're they're beautiful on the inside. The, <laughs> the idea of children is beautiful, but their appearance oh, no. are ugly as I, sin. I ain't down with the idea. <laughs> Okay. Babies are ugly. They they got wrinkles. They look like miniature old people. Yeah, little chickens. Little ugly. They all look alike: chickens, dogs, cats, octopuses. Octopus. That's what babies look like. They look like little octopuses with four. Yeah. yeah so they, are, they all look. They all look the same. Yeah. And then they grow up. They don't bring anything to the table anymore, except the big old fork. <laughs> Checkbook for what, you. What are, what are kids supposed to bring to the table? Well, you know, you know, you, you think of, you think of families, and when we were in agrarian culture, you think of everybody in the family had a purpose and a job, and they knew a, they had a place within the house, and everybody had this this union within the house. Now they don't have that. Mm-hmm. Where, where's your kid? I don't know. Some place with a computer. <laughs> mm. Can't find. Ain't seen him in a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how my son is, and uh, my son ends up, uh, he's still, like yesterday, we had to play, I played a game with him so they could, you know, so we could all have some family time together, asked him about six or seven questions about me, and whoever knew the most answers didn't want a dollar, but whoever lost had to eat hot sauce, the hottest (laughs) hot sauce in the world, too. Troop, if you ate this hot sauce, it would mess you up for the entire day. You're going to get all kinds (laughs) of people with with, um, child abuse. (laughs) They that's listen. Ch- that's ch- no, that's volunteer. Yeah, they volunteered <laughs> to eat it. They they knew what they were getting into. They should have answered yeah, the questions the, the, right. The competition. Yep. <laughs> oh man, and they got once my son lost, I felt bad, and he had to eat that chip. Oh, he, you had to take the hot sauce and dab it on the chip and put like a big drop of it on the chip, and it, it just messed him up completely. <laughs> oh man, I felt bad, but hey, he did. He should have known me better. Know your kids, know your parents, so you won't have to eat hot sauce. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, yeah, that so that was my day. Uh, how was your day yesterday, Troop? I had a good day because I'm starting to. Um, you know, I I just well, I did in the summer. I went and, and ran on the deserts and stuff like that. You yep. know, so I, I didn't get to the desert I wanted to, but I'm moving out to Utah, so I'll get to Death Valley. 
it's only down in the state. Yeah. But I, I Utah Utah has a, a great senior Olympic program. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about throwing throwing the javelin again. I used to throw the javelin for Houston in the in the senior Olympics. So now I'm getting excited. So I started training so that I can throw the javelin for for Utah mm-hmm. in the senior Olympics, folks. Okay. Coming back. All right. Troop is getting old. Yeah. Maybe they might say, "Oh, this old fella can throw good. Let's put him in the real Olympics." Yep, I hope you. I hope you really do. I hope you do well in it. Yeah. Uh, which I, I have no doubts that you did. But you know what? There was something that I f- forgot to ask you before we came on air. So I won't ask you completely because it might be personal, personal. But I just have to tell you that I'm glad that you're alive because the oh, last time I'm I saw alive. you, I didn't think you were going to make it when you went home because you thought you were in a little bit of trouble. So oh. is every everything's okay? You survived. Yeah. Yeah, everything's okay. Yeah. Okay, good. I got a, a whole, a whole, a whole bunches of. Um, that's nice. <laughs> Can we talk about love and what not ever to say when you <laughs> when somebody says, "Oh, look at this," and their emotions are all exciting and everything. Look at this. Oh, that's nice. Oh, okay. So that's <laughs> don't ever a, say that, folks. No, you don't. So you, I got a whole lot of those, you know. Yes. Uh, when your uh, significant other is uh, excited about something, please at least act like you're excited. Yeah. That's another white lie. Another See, that's big another one. White it's lie. a protective white lie. Now, <laughs> it comes with Kepler. You did a show on white lies on yeah. your show. You did Archangel Return to Chivalry a couple, maybe a month or so ago on lies. and. Mm-hmm. You didn't really say there was any good reason to lie, but now <laughs> now you got now you you just lying up a storm, yeah, I guess. It. Protective. All right. Protect thyself. Um All right, so we should get into it before you get in any more trouble. Um Antifa. Oh. What's up? I really hate the Antifa. I don't hate Antifa. I I the I hate the essence of Antifa. Anti-fascism. That's what they stand for. Anti-fascism. What does fascism mean? I really never understood what fascism means anyway. Okay. Well, they're they're anti-that, whatever it means. And uh, they are a group that uh, when it's time to protest, they'll put masks on. They'll disguise themselves. They'll bring bats and sticks. Yeah. And... Hide behind little girls. Yes, and they'll uh, bla- break windows. They'll throw rocks. Yeah, they are a group of ruffians, ruffians, thugs, uh, as they used to call them in the old days. They used I, to call them thugs. I, I, I call them punks. Punks, sissies. as Joe. S- I call wow, them sissies. sissies and stuff. Hey, yeah, you sissies can come in and. and Bring your little sticks and stuff and try to hit me too if you want to. I don't care. Well, no, we don't. We don't <laughs> encourage the violence. We too old for that. Yeah, I don't do violence, but I. Ooh, that's one of them right there. They call. <laughs> they call the. Some would call them freedom fighters. Troop. Yeah, they you don't would. agree with that. No, I don't call them freedom fighters or anything. I just call them just like you said, ruffians. I call them people that are just taking advantage of 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 the of the of the essence of the Constitution mm-hmm. and trying to just take things out of context and use it for their own entertainment. Right. They're not really protesting anything. They're just out there breaking up things and acting like a bunch of gangsters. Yep. Not even gangster, good, a bunch of punks and stuff like that. 
And I call them punks because they're hiding behind little girls. It's like, where's your coverage, you know? Well, there was a rumor yeah. that was, that was uh, a couple weeks ago that they, one, was planning on November 4th yeah. to cause a civil war. And then there was another rumor that they wanted to be listed as a terrorist organization. Yeah, how crazy is that? Uh, well, the second one that they wanted to be listed as a terrorist organization, that's not, uh, proven or denied yet. Yeah. It has been proven that they are not the first one where they were considered a, oh, what was it? They, they were considered to start a civil war, civil war on yeah. November 4th. That was the one that was debunked that yeah. they, that there's no, at least no known evidence of them doing it. And it was a rumor started on Twitter. The problem is, is that according to the P Department of Homeland Security, they are indeed considered a terrorist organization. And they should be. I, I didn't even get a chance to ask okay. if you thought they should be. All right, let's try it again. Right. They are considered a terrorist organization. True. <laughs> Do you think they should be considered a terrorist organization? Well, people, I think I'm going to have to answer that one in the affirmative. Yes, I believe that these people should be considered a terrorist organization, a whole, and they should be considered a home homegrown terrorist organization that has no real agenda other than to make havoc and chaos within the confines of the United States of America. These people should be able to be stoned. They, wow. They should. They're making a whole lot of noises. They're making a whole lot of chaos. They're doing property damages. They're doing all these other things. They're hiding behind the little girls in, in the physical um, manifestation. In, in a social manifestation, they're hiding behind the old, all the civil rights type of um, arguments that are out there, whether it be for blacks, whether it be for freedom of speech, whether it be for women, everything that has to do with civil rights, they're hiding behind this here or some craziness like this. They and and they need to they need to, to, to just catch a hold of themselves and stop these things. So yes, 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 they should be considered a terrorist and not only just consider the terrorist organization. When these fools go out there and do these type of violent acts and they get arrested, they should be treated as a terrorist. You know, and they should be just like all other terrorists. No, you can call your lawyer, except no, you can't use the phone. Open the window. You know, they oh, should be. Okay. They should be treated as though they're a terrorist organization. That they're out there to undermine. The, the United States of America. Because that's what they're doing for their own personal, pleasurable entertainment. Well, Troop. Um, that's what I think. <laughs> okay. And I, I don't hate on what you're thinking. I just disagree. <laughs> okay. Wholeheartedly. All right. So the definition of a terrorist organization, to me at least, <laughs> when I think of a terrorist organization, I think of an organization that attempts to put fear in the common people. Yeah. I look at Antifa kind of like the same way I look at the Black Panthers mm. that were demonized in the same way Antifa is demonized. Made to look horrible, made to look bad, fabricated. 
Just like we said earlier, there was a rumor that they wanted to start a civil war when they haven't done nothing of the like. More and more, as the day goes by, they're starting to sound like uh, the way the Black Panthers were treated. And until, even the way this texter says, until the Ku Klux Klan is considered a terrorist organization. I don't want to hear nothing about any black organization being considered terrorist unless they bombed something, unless they threatened society as a whole, just like uh, ISIL or ISIS. They don't do anything like that. They don't blow things up. They don't threaten all of America, all innocent citizens. So, no, they're not a terrorist organization. I think the Ku Klux Klan is a terrorist organization, Thank you. too. Okay. Definitely a terrorist. Anybody going to hide their faces and come out there, and they're going to do things that, that can literally hurt other people and stuff in the name of whatever they want to call it. In this, You're a terrorist. Okay. You're a terrorist. And you're a coward because you're hiding behind your faces your mask and and uh, not and these guys they're hiding behind little girls. <laughs> I don't I don't think hiding behind girls should make you a terrorist. Why are you a terrorist organization? Because this man had the audacity, had the disrespectfulness, had the cowardice to hide behind little girls. Oh no, yeah. they're terrorists. Yeah. No, cowardly terrorists. <laughs> Hiding Chicken. behind Chicken. girls and hiding behind masks. I'm not with that. I don't agree with that as well. But I still think calling them a terrorist organization is a little much. Do I agree with everything that they do? Absolutely not. I don't think uh, resorting to violence and throwing rocks and the what happened in Charleston, uh, Virginia. Or no, Char- Charlottesville, Virginia, yeah. where they went there. And then they had sticks, and then they wanted to fight with the other protesters. Ah. Two wrongs don't make a right. No, no, that's right. Two wrongs don't make a right, and both of those organizations were white. I don't know where your comment <laughs> came from about black organizations. They weren't black organizations. These are white organizations. It's out there using. They're using uh, the, the the plight of, of minorities and, and, and different other kind of... Um, Social groups that 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 don't have real power in this country for their own entertainment. That's why that that's that's <laughs> what I keep confusing. Just because they wear black doesn't mean that they're black. No. Okay, you're right. I got nah. They're I, not black. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they, they take off their mask and go home and get a big T-bone steak on the table and and eat up there in their fancy little. Dang it, Ma, I said I wanted my steak medium rare, Mom. This is crap, Ma. That's how I put my mask back on. I'm sorry, Bobby. I'll cook it next time. <laughs> college kids. That's what a lot of protests yeah. now have become. A lot of rich college kids who have the money to get into school. and But I have to look up Antifa a little bit more now before. <laughs> well, not what I see anyway. They're, they're not a black organization. They're... And and they're fighting against another organization that's not a black organization. Either. Yeah, that's it. But oh. they are the anti-black organization. Yeah, anti-anti-black. Uh, and and it's like there's no need for the combat out there. You know, it that doesn't service anybody but entertaining the organization. It's not going to. It makes it makes the people whose plight is real. Mm-hmm. 
they, they get further brickstone at them. There's more bricks laid upon their wall than anything else. Because even right. you yourself said a black, you know, unless it's, it's even for black organizations, and these are white. Okay. <laughs> you know, so they're, they're taking the brunt of it, and they're not even engaged in the battle. Right. So, you know, that, these people like that, they need to stop what they're doing. Or, or everybody just come on and let's get together and just yep. have peace and love. Now, we don't even need to have peace and love if you don't want to have it. But you don't need to be a coward about this stuff and hide your faces and hide behind little girls. Okay. I'd have respect, boy, if you took off the mask and came out there in front of the little girls like you're protecting them. So do you have out there in your so do you have respect for Black Lives Matter? Because my memory could be, well, they don't wear masks and they come out and they don't hide behind people. They come out and you don't respect them either, true? No, Black Lives Matter, it, 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 ain't, a, it ain't a matter of, of respecting them on, on them coming out and stuff like that. Sometimes they come out, you know, for Black Lives Matter. I don't respect them because they've been in existence now for a good while, yep. and they still have no agenda. Okay. <laughs> and that's why I don't respect them. It's like, why are you just wasting all this time? If you're going to go out there and try to amass amount of power, start using it. Okay. <laughs> you're not doing anything with it, and that's where my respect, anybody can come out and make noise. But if you're going to come out there and be a viable organization for a right, do it. For the record, okay. the NAACP haven't Ow. had an agenda since 1992. <laughs> so as long as we're uh, being like consistent. <laughs> all right, Chuck, just can you, can you tell me one organization that you do like? Let's start from the likes. <laughs> Because obviously we've gone down a list of everybody that you don't like. Uh, the American Red Cross. I don't like any of them mother fathers. Okay, uh, how about the Christian Coalition? I hate any of those. I'm a heathen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't hate I just think it's time for, the, for people in the United States, if you're going to protest and you're going to have a lot of feelings about something, mm -hmm. Let's do it, not just make these little wimpy little sounds and stuff and come out on a sunny day or maybe even a, a cloudy day and be in a big old herd of other people and have nothing. I, it, it gets old after a while to hear of all the play and then see it. Okay. That's my that's my biggest problem with these organizations is that I, I went out there, I see the people mm -hmm. on the street. I, I I did a my like I said my own personal kind of information gathering on on homelessness and and drug addiction and stuff. I would go to laundromats and stuff. And you hate this, the homeless too, troop? No. Nah. Okay. This is what I'm seeing, and I'm seeing these people out there like that in dire needs. I'm seeing African Americans that that that. And so self-victimized that they mm -hmm. can't get out their own way and everything. And I'm seeing all these things and I'm hearing all these organizations doing, oh yeah, protest and all these rhythmic rhymes and all this good chanting and singing. They're not doing anything. Okay. <laughs> like, do something. we got a political system to engage in. No, it ain't about just getting a president and get everybody in on the local level. That's where you need to get in to get the thing started. But you're not doing anything. The NAACP, you're not doing anything. 
It's like do something. Okay. My question is, <laughs> in this nope, uh, there's a lot of people I want to stone, but uh, in in today's climate, the state of African Americans in this country today, yeah, is there anything for organizations such as the NAACP, Black Lives Matter, the White Antifa? Is there anything for them really to do? Because they, I, I have to say, I'd have to say again in the affirmative. Okay, what? I'd have to be honest and, and say in the affirmative that yes, there's something to do because there is so much um, um, pain and suffering out there among people, people, and it's not just not because because you put all the colors together. Yep. you know, it's it's not just a black issue. And it's not just a white issue. It's a it's a it's a social kind of money issue out there. Okay. There's people out there suffering big time. There's people out there that can't even afford a can of spam now because they raised the price to five dollars. But I'm I'm going after those people. I like spam. But yeah, they they can do something on the local level to really help these people, not give them just little lip service and stuff like that, and we're for you and all these things. That's all entertainment for yourself. Okay. You know, that's all trying to make yourself a a, a higher-looking person on the status or something like that. The gain is all yours. It's all personal. But what are some of the issues that have to be addressed by uh, black people? Poverty, drugs, mm-hmm. uh, a voice. Yep. You know, in, in a political arena, a night, you know, cleaning up the place, self-respect. There's all kinds of things out there that, that, that need to be addressed. But we don't need, so maybe the NAACP the would address those, but we don't need Black press? Lives Matter to address those. You ever look at the press? If you, if you, if you, took, if you took all the, the journalists we got going on in America right now mm-hmm. and put them all on one block... You'd see the blacks in there, but you'd have to have a telescope. Right. You know, you have to have some, some magnifying type of glass to find out where, where the actual people that, who have a, 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 a pulse with the, with the public that have a voice. And mm-hmm. even the ones that you see out there, they're governed by the uh, media people that's out there now. Okay. Later on, I'm going to talk about that with the Reagan, uh, not Reagan, <laughs> Trump. Trump's uh, war on opioids and stuff like that. All right. Uh, well, well, we'll be talking about the opioid health crisis when we come back from break. But right now, really quickly, we have to talk about John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Kennedy. The yeah. president, presidente, uh, the former president of the United States who was assassinated. They were supposed to have released all this intriguing stuff. Yes, I- and they didn't. They did. They found out that they released the stuff that they did release was uh, not enough, didn't shed any real new light on anything, and it was completely incomplete, if that is a <laughs> phrase. Completely incomplete. Uh, yeah. Uh, incomplete JFK file dump doesn't provide the drama Trump promised. So uh, a lot of the stuff didn't come out that was supposed to come out. Did, did, see, that's craziness, too. I don't know about the John F. Kennedy assassination in the first hand thing. I actually saw the first book, but it was taken and and they and they took the first. I forget the name of the first book. I saw that first book when it came out, and then they had to recall all the books for yep. some reason. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> sorry, 
I saw that book. You know, and and the conspiracy theories that go on about all all the things that happened and with the with the uh, shooters on the hill and stuff yep. like that. You know, if there was an organization, if this wasn't done by a lone gunman who was, you know, who was being being crazy because he wanted to be Russian or something, I don't even know what his motivation was. Mm-hmm. But a lone gunman, yeah, it's definitely feasible to say that there was somebody shooting from the hill because that's an L-shaped ambush. Right. Ambush. You got you got a, the hill here. That's the long part of the L, and you got the short part of the L. The, the um the book building and stuff where mm-hmm. he shot down this way. So yeah, that would be that's a to me that's a feasible type of ambush. That's the way I would set up an ambush. Okay. You know, focus this way and hit it that way. That's an L shaped ambush. They work. You know? So would that be reasonable? Yeah. So but is there proof to that happen? It was squashed. Right. Whether it was true or not. And and after speculation and words start to just kind of revolve around and everything. Nobody knows what was going on now. You know? Well, there's a and couple why, things. Nobody can say why. That And that's what <laughs> these documents were supposed to answer. Why was President Kennedy assassinated? And who worked with Lee Harvey Oswald if <laughs> he did it alone? If he did it at all? There was a lot of, uh, if he was just a fall guy, they, there were some questions of why he took trips to uh, Mexico and a couple of other places a couple days before the assassination, and he, they got, he got sent back. Mm-hmm. So was he trying to escape or get out of doing it? And uh, they got sent oh, back. No. There are so many questions that haven't been answered, but I know there is one What's that, that has been answered. What's that? Donald Trump has failed the American people once again with his mouth. How did Donald Trump fail? Because he's the one that said, I'm going to release all of these things and I'm releasing everything. He did. No, he didn't. He he released the the papers that the United States government wanted released. That's it. Nope. He, there was a lot of, uh, and, okay. No one will remember in years to come where they were when they heard about the JFK, JFK assassination files documents dump of 2017. In the end, what was supposed to be the final release of government secrets about the 1963 killing of President John F. Kennedy wasn't quite the blockbuster splash that President Donald Trump had been promising. In fact, a day of intrigue and behind-the-scenes maneuvering by U.S. intelligence agencies is likely only to feed notorious conspiracy theories that the release of the historical trove was designed to quell once and for all. It, all of the files were not be. released. Only I some. I don't know. I really don't know. I know that the United States of American government people, you, you don't even know of. Piece of what the United States government does, right? We don't, and, and this, but it, I, after a, a certain amount of years, it, this was supposed to be released. Yeah, who is who can it hurt now? This is how long ago was uh, fifty five years? But how naive are people to actually say, "Well, you, it, it's been twenty five years or so now, so you have to release the things that you've been lying to me about." Yes. <laughs> this doesn't even sound right. Listen, we found you see, out you've been lying to me for twenty five years, but now you have to tell me the truth. Okay, here's the truth. 
I'm Listen, not going to tell you. I'm not surprised. I'm, I don't put anything past the government. The government are the same people, the CIA or the FBI are the same people that sent letters to, and, and pictures to Martin Luther King and told him to commit suicide. They're the same people that had a hand in the assassination of Malcolm X. They are the same people that... Oh, would, it didn't have a hand in there. It was black people that did it, yeah. but they had a hand in it. Yeah, I, I knew Keys. The driver. He was. He also was in the military with me. Okay, so but, but, so you're saying he, the FBI had nothing I, I to do. No, I have no idea. I wasn't engaged in that operation. Uh oh, that's true. <laughs> Maybe we should change the subject quick before Troop gets into any trouble. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll, I was, I'll I was, take your word I for it. I wasn't part of that party. Okay, no, that wasn't my barbecue. Yeah, but I, I know I've been in some barbecues where where. Um, they're not in the history books. They're not in any kind of books like this. They definitely some kind of things that people would say, ooh, and make all kinds of noises about. The United States of American government is not is not what we pretend it to be. It is not even run by the people that selected. And you're right. And you're, you're right. And there's certain things that we should never know about. <laughs> yeah. You are 100% right. There are operations. There are things that happen behind the scenes that the American people are better off not knowing. Yeah. However, we are talking the most about the most traumatic experience in the history of this country. Only thing that compares to the day that John F. Kennedy was assassinated, and I wasn't even alive then. <laughs> Only thing that compares to that day was 9-11. Most traumatic uh, days in America's history, mm-hmm. recent history, because I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to talk talking about uh, Black Wall Street again. But that was one of the most traumatic days in the nation's history. The American people deserve to know what really happened when uh, their leader, agree. the president, got killed. I, I agree that the American people, they should have a right to know. You know the the actual truth and happenings of that event. Will they ever? Of course not. <laughs> well, that's wrong, true. Just if you did take it apart without even the speculation, right? Cuba. Yep. You look at Cuba. Oh. Cuba's engaged in this operation. Everybody know that. Even the government said Cuba's engaged in this in some way. Yep. And you got the mafia. Yep. And the mafia is engaged in this operation. Yep. Why? The mafia's party place at the time was Cuba. Right. Cuba said, we ain't having this stuff over here. Dole Sugar Company over here, you're in here taking all our resources, all our money, and all these things like this here. My people, this is Castro talking, my people are starving I'm done with this here. I'm getting rid of the government that's in here mm-hmm. and the mafia. You can go home and sit back there with the United States. Okay. And that was Cuba. That yep. was the that was the picture of Cuba and everything like that. Now, the president, the president, he's backing the mafia. Okay. So did the mafia kill the president? I don't know. He was looking out for their interest because he wanted to keep this little party place going over there, which really wasn't about partying and sex and all that stuff. It's about negotiations on big, larger fronts tonight. Gambling, prostitution, all these money-making things of the day. This was that all going on in Cuba. All stopped because of Castro. 
The next thing you know, we got to get rid of Castro. Kennedy ain't getting rid of Ca- Kennedy ain't getting rid of Castro. It was but right, but it was in the <laughs> it was in the uh it was in these released documents that there was a plan to assassinate Fidel Castro. Oh, they've always had a plan to assassinate everybody who walks this All the part. good old American boys, yeah, huh? Kennedy can't can't afford to get rid of of, of Castro. Why if he's not Because of Russia. Okay. Yo. Know? Kennedy can't afford to get rid of Castro because Russia's backing Castro. Okay. We're seeing the whole thing on play right now when we're talking about Iran. It's the same scenario. Mm-hmm. It's just that the locations have changed. Okay. So, so did did the Russians have a a, a, a thing to, to to kill Kennedy? Yeah. They had a, a a reason to kill get rid of Kennedy in that whole whole administration. Cuba definitely had a reason to get rid of that money. You know, mm-hmm. the mafia, yeah, they had a reason too, even though the, the president, the, the, the government was on their side to say. Mm-hmm. All three of those things that everybody points the finger at had legitimate, I don't know if they're legitimate, but they had real reasons to get rid of and assassinate Kennedy. That's why there's so much, um, oh, this one did it, that, they were all together, this one did it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all about money. Mm. The, this whole area was just starting to explode with oil, with sugar, with, with all kinds of things like that. Venezuela was starting to be a big thing. Cuba mm-hmm. was a central position to have a place in the world governance at that time. And that was, that, that was, and then we, they had all kinds of things happen because of Cuba, because of its, its geographical location. So do you think that was a good enough reason to, uh, do you think that that was a uh, that is a possibility that he could have lost his life because he wouldn't get rid of Fidel Castro? Yeah, <clears throat> totally. I think that was a reason. I think that was a reason his brother got killed too. Fidel Castro? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think I think I think that that like I said, that little island is so strategically located that it was an important part of 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 of, of um. <laughs> Governance in, in in the world regime, South America and all those places were just starting to, to become big people on the block. Okay. Yep. Well, all I know is that Donald Trump was bragging <laughs> about he all of these questions were going to be answered and he was going to release everything, and now everything wasn't released. Everything never going to be released because they well, don't have everything. Then he shouldn't have promised it, Troop. This is what I'm talking about. Well, Donald Trump. He, he, he likes to hear himself talk a lot. I guess he does. Oh, yeah, that's I'm tired that, of that, that man. That, that, I like Donald Trump myself. He's oh my. he's he's really entertaining. He entertaining in a scary way, true. He's totally how, scary. How, how much entertaining? How much entertainment will we get out of going to war with North Korea and start I, dropping nuclear bombs everywhere? I, I'm, I'm. You know the interesting part to me. I'm waiting for the country to wake up and realize that you can't call a nuclear bomb back. It right. blows up. You did. Yep. You might not die from the initial blast. You might die a year later from some cancer from the radiation. Yep. But you're dead. It's devastating for nuclear weapons to be thrown around like they're little toys and stuff. That's just ridiculous. And 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 the um, not the atom bomb, the neutron bomb, or the the, the hydrogen bomb. It's like, who needs all that power? Yep. It, it's like this. I, I'm waiting for the for the people to really to really to really start looking at the 
what happens when you die. Hmm. <clears throat> you don't come back. There's no reset button. Nope, there is none. No, you're dead. And, and someone has to account for every lost life. They're dead too. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to have to account for it though. All right, Troop. I think what we'll do is we'll take our break right now. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the opioid health crisis. Uh, also, I don't know if you heard the story about Sherry Papini, uh, the woman who was allegedly kidnapped, but now DNA evidence is showing that something ain't right with her kidnap claim. And is there a link between sugar and cancer? I'll tell you this much. I am scared for my life <laughs> if this is, comes out to be true. Be right back on Truth and in the AM. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a link. I know there's a link between obesity and, and, and sugar. Are you a manufacturer, dealer, or distributor in the following industries? Agricultural equipment, material handling, construction machinery, power generation, commercial and retread tires, transport refrigeration, marine, heavy trucks, automobile, temperature control, utility vehicles, maintenance and repair, or something else, then Curry Management is for you. Distribution analysis, dealerization, and dealer distributor development are the top three services provided to manufacturers. We at Curry Management provide this along with the best practices groups, profit improvement workshops, merger and acquisitions, business valuations, and leadership management development to dealers and distributors. Do you own a closely held private company? We at Curry Management provide business continuation services, succession planning, leadership development, and other staff-related management training. Curry Management pride themselves at always being ready to assist manufacturers, dealers, and distributors with today's business challenges. Help yourself. Connect with Curry Management www.currymanagement.com 292 Lincoln Street in Worcester 508-752-9229 Have you recently been in an accident? Did you back into another vehicle? Hit a shopping carriage in a parking lot? Or is your car in need of general repair? If your answer is yes, then ENC Auto Body is the place for you. ENC Auto Body is Worcester's premier auto body shop. We have collision specialists and licensed appraisers on site, and we make sure that you receive the best service you can find. Results are always amazing, and we take pride in making your experience with us at ENC as painless as possible. Drop your car off and rest easy knowing that your car is in the best care. But be forewarned, your car may come out looking better than it did before your unfortunate situation. ENC Auto Body. We're here if you need us. Located at 16 DeMarco Terrace in Worcester. Call us at 508-799-0014 and 774-329-7334. Serve weekdays for those who want to dine in is Basil and Spice Lunch Specials. For $11.95, you have your choice of garlic pork, lemongrass chicken, pad king chicken, or spicy tofu and vegetable. All lunch specials include a salad and Thai rolls. Basil and Spice lunch specials are available Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Stop by and try out the lunch specials. Hey, everybody loves Chinese food. I know I do, but what makes good eats for me are the crab rangoons. 
We searched high and low for fresh, natural, good-tasting food, and that's when we were fortunate enough to come across Shangri-La. <laughs> Absolutely. And not only are the Crab Rangoons fantastic, but everything I've ordered for them has been exquisite and flavorful. They have timely takeout orders, but if you want to eat there, you're in for one of the most beautiful dining areas, period. You can tell. They made every effort to create a clean, friendly environment. Trust me, you are guaranteed to have a great experience. Everyone is welcome to experience the best Crab Rangoons. And everything else in Shangri-La, Fairyland. Shangri-La, 50 Front Street, Worcester, 508-798-0888. Call and order some great, great food, food now. now. Order online at ShangriLaRestaurant.net. Hey Troop, I'm tired of looking for decent coffee. It's always either burned or way too bitter, but I found the best coffee I ever had, period. A friend of mine brought me to Yo Way Cafe and the coffee was delicious, flavorful, and made right in front of me. Not only is the coffee great, but they have espressos, lattes, crepes, boba teas, smoothies, and froyo. Mmm, froyo. Take it from me, truth it, and make your way to Yoway. Yoway Cafe, 395 Park Ave, Worcester, 01610, or call 508-459-0611. A loyal customer like you deserves a sweet treat like Yoway. Working with some of the best Thai chefs, Bator has brought her skills from Thailand and Israel to Worcester with basil and spice. Her desire to bring the taste of the homeland here is one of the reasons basil and spice was voted the best Thai restaurant in central Massachusetts. Their menu consists of the best tasting basil and chili, drunken noodle, steamed mussels, seafood basil pad Thai, ginger chicken, and more. You can't go wrong with basil and spice. They offer catering as well. Being a master caterer, you can rest assured you'll be receiving the best full, self, and private catering events available. Basil and Spice stands by you receiving the incredible and authentic Thai dishes along with the best service at unbeatable prices. Accommodation to your needs is the key to success. You can also dine in at Basil and Spice, located at 299 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester. Their relaxed atmosphere always provides the most comfortable setting for you to dine in. Do yourself a favor and head on over to Basil and Spice Thai Cuisine. You won't regret it. Basil and Spice, 774. 317-9986-299 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa what? Konnichiwa. That's hello in Japanese. Man, if you want to say hello to me in Japanese, you may as well take me to 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse. They have an outstanding sushi cuisine. Right. They also have modern styles of classic dishes and the friendliest staff. They are a cornerstone of the Worcester community and have been recognized for the quality of service they provide. And you know, I like my food fresh. And their lobster tails, my favorite, along with everything else on the menu. You know what? 
I'm about to order online right now. Hey, where are you going? I'm headed to 7 Nana Japanese right now. 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse, 60 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester, 508-755-8888. www.7nanajapanese.com Hi, this is Trooper Joe of Archangel of Return to Chivalry, where we move in character development back to an era when it was seen as a privilege to do the right thing and extend a friendly and helping hand along with a loving hug to everyone. You can catch my show on blogtalkradio.com slash Archangel a return to chivalry or on Facebook Live dot com slash Archangel Chivalry. Have that fun. Listen to Archangel a return to chivalry Wednesdays from three to four. Truth it here, and I want to tell you guys about Sake Bomb Bistro. If you're in the mood for the best Asian cuisine you can find, look no further because Sake Bomb Bistro is the place for you. From their appetizers, sushi starters, and soups and salads, you could begin your meal with some flavorful dishes. And for the main course, you can try your hand at a wide variety of foods such as the chef's special maki rolls, noodles and rice, and my favorite, Sake Bomb Bistro's exclusive spicy crab rangoons. If you like to sit at the sushi bar, Sake Bomb Bistro's friendly and creative sushi chef will perform his signature sushi sashimi and makimono in front of your eyes. Inside the kitchen, their artisan dishes are prepared and presented with creative artistry and premium ingredients. Their full cocktail bar serves the best Polynesian drinks and a great selection of wines and sakes. This is the perfect place for you and your family and friends for Sake Bomb Fun. Check out their five-star rating on Yelp. Whenever people go to Sake Bomb Bistro, they always give rave reviews. They don't call Sake Bomb Bistro the bomb for nothing. For catering, go to www.sakebombistro.com or call 508-754-2426 or 508-754-2427. Sake Bomb Bistro, 258 Park Avenue in Worcester, 01609, open Monday through Sunday. All right, we are back. Hi, folks. Truth it in the AM stuff we need to address, so let's just uh, address them. First, Troop, I don't know if you've, uh, have, do you, have, are you familiar with a lot of cereals? Do you eat cereal? Cereal? Yes. Nah. Okay, well, there's this brand of cereal called Corn Pops. Have you ever heard corn of Corn Pops? Pops? No. Okay, well, there it's, it's this little yellow cereal, and uh, a lot of kids, it's, Popular among the kids. It's made by Kellogg's. Yeah, Kellogg's. So what they Kellogg's. did was they put a little drawing of the corn pops. Yeah. 
uh, all on on the box, you know, because kids like to uh, read it. Uh, kids like to like look at the box while they're eating their cereal. So they put a whole bunch of these little corn pops, and they're all doing their thing. There's some, uh, you know, standing there with cameras on them. There's some climbing ladders. There's some that got shovels, and they happen to have one dark corn pop, <laughs> brown skin corn pop, and he has headphones on and he's cleaning the floors. <laughs> and people got mad about it. They think it's racist. So corn pops now has to redesign the whole entire box because they made a black corn pop have headphones on and clean the floors. Do you think (laughs) we have gotten overly sensitive about racism? Um, that's a, you know, actually that's a tough one because, because I, I see that picture. I think that we're, I think, yeah, we're overly sensitive about racism, but I think it is not racism that that's, that's just, that we should be um, concerned and afraid of. It's victimization. Okay. This is self-victim. If, if all you can ever see is the negative side of life, yep. kids' cereal. Because they made the guy, he he looks like a corn to me. Yeah, he corn looks like a corn. Right. <laughs> he's a little bit darker than yellow. And he's not, just a little bit too. It's not <laughs> yeah. like he, he don't look like a, I wouldn't think he was a black person just because. Nah. So over the sense yeah, I think we are, and, and this is the, for me, this is the part that's really hurting a lot of black people. Because they're just, they become so self-victimized that you're seeing racism in, in, Cereal, <laughs> right? It, it's like okay, go out there and make a life for yourself. Don't waste so much time just trying to find these things to be to be complaining about. Do something about it. You know what it reminds me of, True? It? it reminds me of my kids. <laughs> yeah. I have two. I have a seven-year-old and two eight-year-olds, and I think they come to me about five times a day on average. Crying about things. So, for example, what are you crying about? Andrea hit me. Stop crying. Okay. Go play. Okay. And then it's nothing big. Yeah. Then when something big happens, I ignore it. (laughs) Because it's like they cry so much. I don't think that it's ever serious. Yeah. That that crying the wolf type of thing. Yes. That that thing. Yeah. And you know, you know, you know, we're just you. You really we're just teaching our kids how to be able to grab victimization on their own. Right. It, it's like sooner or later they they get a little bit older and they they say, well, this this person's fault. This they, they're doing this and they're doing that, and then, you know they, they lose all the, their own self control. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't become aggressive enough within themselves to go out there and master the world. And the world's out there to be mastered by anybody who wants to do it. But if you're just going to find the negatives and 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 if you're you're just an African American, I don't even know if it's African American is finding these details. Oh, that'll offend some people if you even <laughs> say African American. Same I, people be offended if you call them black people. If you call, I don't know what you can call them. Some mm-hmm. of them you you get people get offended if you call them anything. Well, what I mean is, I, I think the people who's putting this stuff out on social media more so than that are white people because they think, well, I'm helping the poor African American. 
Right. Remind me of the Agatha Christie movie. I got to save the little brown babies that's more backwards than myself. Right. You know, it's like, really? <laughs> Everybody's complaining about something. Whites are complaining now that they're, they're more discriminated against than, than anybody else. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And Asians are complaining that they have to get higher scores on the SATs mm -hmm. than anybody else to mm -hmm. get into the Ivy League colleges. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like, what? Everybody just needs to complain about something. Yeah, everybody does. And this is just an example of it. That's I don't see nothing wrong with it. I don't they have it. pictures of the white corn pops doing all kinds of jobs. Well, they, you know, they should leave the corn pop yellow. <laughs> They should have. I don't know why they had to make one. Yeah, they don't politicalize. But you know, who cares if you got to, oh, it should be reflective of the community. No, it's a cereal. Right. It should be reflective of what the cereal is. Right. A There's a lot of real things that are racist in this country yeah. that we have to complain about and to want to fight over. Not get mad at every single little thing that we see. Mm -hmm. It's just not. It's not necessary. No, not necessary at all. And it just it, it makes me feel <laughs> bad because it seems like that's uh that's what we do. And we're getting into that season, folks. We're gonna have lots of racial complaints about Christmas. Thanksgiving, <laughs> Halloween. Probably complain about Halloween. I'm dying to see the after the after news reports on the costumes and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's, there's some tasteless things that people can do, and they are tasteless. And I think that people people do these to get a rise out of people. Right. I, I you know, blackface and stuff like this. Really. You're doing that to get a rise from somebody. That's the only reason. So does that make you a racist? That makes you an ignorant idiot. You, you should know? get punched in your face. I then don't care. And they probably will. You know, they might just get punched in the face. So it makes you stupid. And do I care if you're stupid? Well, I don't like to see anybody really be stupid, but no. <laughs> right. Okay. How stupid you want to be? If you know people on their Halloween stuff, well, I'm gonna go as Al Jolson and dress up in blackface and sing Mammy. Okay. Right. <laughs> go ahead, and somebody's gonna punch you in the face as they should. <laughs> you know, so get ready for it. Yep. No, that that's just stupid stuff. But if you sincerely want to dress up like Al Jolson and go sing Mammy. Nobody could stop you. Nope, nobody can. And, <laughs> and uh, I don't think many people would care. I, for one, wouldn't care. But I do think there is such a thing as too complain being overly sensitive yeah. about racist things that go on in this country. Because they had a cereal, pop, a cereal <laughs> yeah. box that had a little picture of a black person on it doesn't mean that that's something to get upset. There was a movie, Planet of the Apes, R Apes Rise yeah. of the Planet of the Apes, and uh, one of the apes had on a blue vest. And because that ape, and they all were wearing clothes, by the way, not just yeah. this one, but this one particular one had on a blue vest and everybody automatically got upset and said, oh no, this is the guy from Black Lives Matter. They're trying to call the guy from Black Lives Matter an ape. Do you see how stupid that sounds true? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> see? Okay. So the let me explain. Vest. 
the blue vest. There's this guy, uh, McCray, something McCray or something like that. Mixon. I'm, I'm messing his name up completely. Uh, but he wears. He's known for wearing this blue vest. So every time he's on CNN, on Fox News, or whatever, he's wearing his trademark blue vest. So in the movie Planet of the Apes, they had the ape wearing a blue vest that looked almost like his vest, but it wasn't the same one. He just had on a random blue vest. Mm-hmm. And and sensitive people connected the dots and said, Oh my gosh, they're they're trying to say that the apes are Black Lives Matter, that Black Lives Matter are all apes. And I was like, <laughs> You guys are making even me look bad because when I do complain about something being racist, you yeah. get all other people, Spanish, uh, Brazilian, all other races, they'll go, Oh my gosh, here they go with the complaining again about nothing. Yeah, it's like yeah, okay. People, maybe there's a there's a whole lot of ignorant people out there that really don't understand anything about biology. Nope. And you know, so you you want to just throw everything into some political arena like this here. But I I, I can almost guarantee, it, you know, if they wanted to to have that, Trooper Joe wears a cowboy hat when mm-hmm. he does Archangel. Now, if they wanted to put a cowboy hat on what those apes. And and do like that, trying to make Trooper Joe an ape and stuff. Mm. Go ahead, I'll take the publicity. <laughs> right, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to pay for that publicity. I'll take right. it. Well, it, it's like, really? Does anybody really think that way? Obviously, somebody does, but I think somebody's smoking a little bit too much weed mm-hmm. and got a little bit too much time on their hands. Right. You know, it, because that really doesn't warrant anything. The but that really feeds those things feed victimization. It, exactly, that's Big what it does. Time. And and yeah. and when yeah. my kids play the victim and they come to me and they're playing yeah. the victim, especially the key word in that is playing. Playing. That, that's what. Get they out do. of here! I yeah. don't want nothing to do with you. Leave me alone. Yeah. Stop whining. Yeah. The first thing, and that's exactly what has the message that has to be seen when we sent when we cry over everything. And what what do you want? What they want to get out of the. Um, they want the cereal to disappear or something. They want now the now the uh, pox chicken uh, chicken pox. <laughs> now uh, corn pops. They have to go and redesign the entire box. Get rid of all of those boxes of cereal that they had because they had one corn pop, one that was black <laughs> as a janitor. What's what's so embarrassing about being a janitor? Janitors get paid. They get paid. They work. Yes, they work. A- actually, folks, do people who don't understand what it's like to be a janitor, all buildings, the person who's responsible really for the codes, all them OSHA codes and stuff, not the mechanical OSHA codes, but mm-hmm. all those other codes, is the janitor. janitor. Yes. You know, they hold a pretty high position when it comes to legal matters in, in, in a lot of things. So, what's wrong with being a janitor? Right. <laughs> All right. So, we, we have 20 minutes left, so let's just get on. Let's move on with the next story. Uh, Donald Trump. Big D Trump. <laughs> must believe in speaking things into existence. Have yeah. you you've heard of the phrase of speaking things into existence before, right? <laughs> no, but uh, I can see Trump doing that. It's a very Christianese thing. A mm-hmm. lot of Christians say speaking things into existence. So oh. they say like if you say, yeah, yeah. "Oh, I'm stupid, I'm stupid," then you're speaking that into existence. Yeah, you really be stupid. It. Yeah, you keep saying it. Well, Trump must believe into speaking well, things he's into a negotiator. existence. I 
I guess, but <laughs> Trump declares that the United States has an opioid health emergency. Yeah. He spoke that into existence. Yeah, because if, if he went the other way, he'd have to put money up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, if 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 it is a health emergency, you'd have to put money into fixing the health emergency. Exactly. He requests no funds. Yeah. So he basically just said we have a problem and is doing nothing to fix the problem. He well, I I heard his talking stuff and I was very happy with what he said to tell you the truth because he literally came out and and he made he he brought awareness to the problem on a real note. He brought reality to that pro- problem. So it's I, the I biggest know, story in the country. Yeah, but no, but he it's a story just like the victimization thing's a story, but he brought it into the, the real world. I don't think anybody, not a lot of people heard the reality of it. His his whole thing, his whole plan, you know, stems around the kids mm-hmm. and the youth. You have to stop the epidemic here. Yep. And then, you know, further on in his in his talk he said there's going to be a lot of death and everything before we get this done. So he, he said in an off kind of way that, yeah, there is no real treatment that's going to be made at this point in time that can help the people that, are, that are, um, have an opioid addiction. There is no treatment. It's a self. You can cure yourself, but you can't put a program in because there's a couple of reasons why you can't. But he was highlighting that you have to stop it here. He even used his brother's his brother's alcoholism when his brother used to say to him, um, "Don't drink and don't smoke." Okay. All the time, he never drank and he doesn't never smoked. So he thinks in his mind that this is the one of the things that you can do to help prevent in the future mm-hmm. the opioid crisis and knock it down. And I agree with him a hundred percent. You you you're going to have to put this block right here. It has to stop right there. You can't let the kids get into the opioid world. You have to find ways to stop them from wanting to go and try these drugs. You know, it, and not just those street drugs. You have to find a way so that the prescription drugs and stuff like that. You know, you you can't let it continue the way it's been going. You did so. I agree with him a hundred percent. I also agree on this side over here. There's going to be a lot of death. Because there, there is no treatable way for any or, any program, anything, to, to, to take care of opioids. It's a choice. No matter how many people want to use a word, it's a disease. It's a choice. The only person who can fix that is the person himself. You don't go to jail because you're an addict. You're an addict. You can. They say give you the option. You can either go to the treatment program or you can go to jail. You know. Just leave so, it out there. And then I mean, you got to be, you got to be really hurting to say how much time am I going to get in jail? Two years. I'm going to jail because I know when I come out I won't be addicted. No, the people are saying I'll go to the treatment program. You go to the treatment program. You don't have to stay. <laughs> you walk out the door. You walk in, you walk out. Because the people don't want to 
They don't want to make the choice to get off of drugs. There's a whole population out there, and you, and you could just look at them and say, here, you, you want to get off of drugs, and I'm going to give you $1,000. They'll take the $1,000 and buy drugs with it. Right. They don't want to get off of drugs, and they'll tell you, I don't want to get off of drugs. It, 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 I don't want to go through that much pain and suffering for myself to get off of drugs. I'd rather die. So Wow. Did, True. I you're mean, saying there's a lot to unpack with what you're saying. You, <laughs> first, the, addiction is not a choice. Becoming addicted is a choice. Yeah, it's, yeah. But once you're in the lion's den, that choice is all gone. That choice to become an addict is gone. Yes. But what 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 grows out of that? The only way you be unbecome an addict is by choice. There's no magic bullet. Right. So I, I'm not even going to get into the whole is uh, an addiction and a disease or anything like that. Nah, that that leave that alone. Even yeah, even if even if you're 100 percent right, an addiction is not a disease. Yeah. Once you become addicted. You have to treat it like it's a disease. You have to treat it like a disease and what? And find ways to cure the disease. Yep. And that's what he's, he's advocating to try to find ways to cure to, to, to cure this on the preventative side. Okay. He, he's, he, he, he's really realizing that you have to prevent the disease from taking a foothold within the lives of, of the people. Yep. Once it takes that that, that 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 foothold in there, there's nothing right now that can take you out of it. Right. But a, you. Right. A texter says that there's more drugs in jail, which is why, and the texter's 100% right, but that's yeah. why they're giving you a choice now. Either go to jail or oh, go to a rehab, yeah. get, get treatment. So uh, I think a lot of those people will say, listen, just let me get my 30 days in jail so I can do my 30 days, get out, and then get back to living my life the way I want well, to. The, the treatment's 28 days, too. Mm. You, you, Which you, is stupid. Yeah, you go to treat. It's because the, the only viable thing I can see for somebody who wants to really get off, it's going to take a couple of years. Yes, because it's it's way more than just the physical addiction that makes you the addict. And that time it has to be intensive, intensive, intensive fighting uh, drugs. You you have to do an intensive rehabilitation to get off of the drugs. You can't. It's not just going to be two years and then you're done. No, you have to work hard as hell for those two years. Oh yeah, you you have to re-educate yourself. You have to re and who knows when you stop. The, the, the cognitive growth mm-hmm. when the drugs took place. You could have been a child when the drugs took place, and then now now you're a full grown adult with the with with the with the um, knowledge level of of an eight year old. Mm-hmm. You know, you know you didn't need all that knowledge level when you're out there doing your drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, survival skills will do. Eight year old has survival skills, right? But now that you're not doing the drugs and you're clean and everything, you need to participate in, in, in a civil society. You don't know what to do. You don't have any job skills. Mm-hmm. You're right. right. You don't have any job skills. And the, the, the other thing with the with the going to jail, a lot of these, these people know if I go to jail, now I get a Corby I have to always carry around with me. Yep. They don't want to do that. They know that's going to stifle them in, in trying to get anything in life. So they opt to 
no, I just go to treatment, and then after, I don't care. I'm going back on drugs and stuff like that. It's everybody else's fault that I'm here and stuff. Yeah, and, and, and it's bad, but I agree with him. You got to hit it here. It has to stop now. And to do that, we're going to just have to really take it on ourselves to, to, to love our loved ones as best we can and stuff and be ready if they die. Hopefully that they don't because a lot of people are going to die. Right. But do you know what Donald Trump did? He what just he showed he was a shrewd businessman. He is a shrewd businessman. And what he did. He showed, and <laughs> it showed even in this because he stopped right at the line of declaring it a national emergency. Yeah. Because if he had declared it a real national emergency, that would mean allocation of funds. Yeah. Well, he yeah. didn't do that. He didn't do that, yeah. Because he knew it was going to cost the country even more money. So well, he stopped there, which was smart. I think, honestly, it should be a state and it should be a local a local government issue. That's what he's trying to make it. You put put it put the put the onus on the states. Yep, on the states and on the cities to fight the opioid epidemics on their own instead mm-hmm. of making this just a government swooping in and fixing everything for them. Yeah. So I can't believe I'm going to say this, but this is actually a good move for the president. I I I like I said I liked what he said like this here because it's uh, real. Uh, it, it's 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 real what he said. It's going to hurt. But I know. And what the news media do? Well, you know, China makes the fentanyl and all this stuff yep. like that. It's like, yeah, China brought it in here. We're the smartest people on the planet. Mm-hmm. You don't think we didn't learn how to make it ourselves? Right. <laughs> it's like, come on, stop, stop all this stupid stuff like this and call, call it real what it when it's real. Yeah. China brought it in. Yeah. Do China control it now? No. Well, you you know what? Uh, this is the number of people. How many how many numbers of people do you oh. think our lives were claimed by opioids in 2016? Oh, a big number. I, it wasn't that big. Fifty nine thousand. That's a big. That's not, a lot of not, people. When you think of how many, there's isn't there over how many billions of people are in the country? Yeah, but there was only fifty three or fifty eight thousand killed in Vietnam. Okay, you talking one year on opium, and you know this is this is another thing. That, this this really to me slapped me in my face of reality and said, this is one reason why none of this stuff becomes truthful or be, not even truthful. I can't even find the word because it's so obvious. You you got the second highest killing thing. In, in in the country, I forget the first one now. I, I think it's heart disease and stuff like or something. Cancer like that. or something. Yeah, and then the next one is 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 fitness and obesity mm-hmm. is the second highest claim Killer. of lives yep. in the United States. Chris Christie. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's for the, for the opioid crisis. It's like, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> and then I look at the, I couldn't help but all I see after that is is waving arms from the news, the newscasters and stuff. It's like, 
I'm seeing everybody who's talking about opioids totally out of shape. They're in the second category of death, talking about like the fifth category of death and how they're going to cure it and how they're going to do stuff about it. Right. But you just said it yourself. You you just said it yourself. It's like you say, it's more people in Vietnam. You said it was a huge number, but it's barely in the top five killers in the United States. Yeah, but it is killing. And it is. But that's a false number, too. The fifty nine thousand. That's a that's a total false number. I, it's going to be more in twenty seventeen. I mean, it's more right now because some of these people who die from the overdose, they're not dying directly from the overdose at hand, mm-hmm. because there, there's a whole generation of people that they're not putting in as being opioid addicted, yeah. and that's the elderly. Okay. And I don't know why they don't factor them into these things like this. It's like all of a sudden you reach a certain age and you become uh, a senile dependent upon everything. So whatever happens to you is because because you're old. Well, you that, and, and if you're old, you've lived a full life. So yeah. whether it's that or cancer or whatever gets you, it's not that you haven't lived. They're talking more about the middle-aged and the youth that are addicted to the opioids. Yeah. That's Unfortunately, what, yeah, the, uh, the elderly right. doesn't get counted, which it should. So the numbers aren't right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and folks, newsflash, newsflash, the elderly been doing this <laughs> yeah. for a long time. And here's another thing. That, this this just makes me really mad because I, I, it doesn't make me mad, but it does make me mad. Why are we wanting to legalize marijuana? <laughs> Every time we talk about drugs, you're going to bring it to marijuana, aren't you? Yeah. It's like, why are we fighting an opioid addiction and we're going to really cure drug addiction and stuff? How are you going to do that? We're going to legalize marijuana. <laughs> well, they have to figure, you have to find out how then, marijuana leads to opioid use, though. They don't care. Getting high is getting high. They're looking at, well, we'll tax it and we'll use the money to, to treat the opioid addiction. Yeah, you're going to keep the cycle. You're going to keep the cycle growing. That's all uh-huh. you're doing, like that. No, folks, don't be legalizing marijuana. Yeah, don't don't do it. I, it ain't going to not happen, but you know, a texter says <laughs> not enough white people have died yet. No, not enough have. There's a lot now, of they've died locally enough for locally for us to address it, but. Uh, a lot more have to die for the president to really come out and say, okay, we're going to have to put some funds towards it, well, which the, is sad. The the the, the uh, text, I'm going to have to disagree with the text. This is all about white folks. Well, yeah, it's the reason why the president, all about the reason white. why the president is talking about it is because of white folks and troop. This is another <laughs> example of <laughs> white privilege. <laughs> It's, if they don't address it, unless it happens to white people, that is white privilege. It, well, it's it. This is this is all about white because of the money, not because of the color of skin and stuff. This is a total money issue and stuff like this. It's ruining our economy. You know, some people are making billions of dollars off of it, but it's it's ruining our economy because it's taking a lot of people out of the workforce mm-hmm. that will be working in the force that 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 can do the jobs out there and stuff it's all about money we gotta we we even though the jobs go down there's a huge amount of jobs out there that can't be filled because people can't do the work and they they come from the lowest social economic position because they're not getting trained 
to do this work while they're in school. The public schools don't teach you that. Well, stuff. the numbers aren't really reflecting that because uh, unemployment is down. Someone's yeah. working. Yeah, labor jobs. Okay. But, but they ain't getting the big jobs in science, engineering, technology, and math. Oh. They're not being full. They're, no. they're, they're, they're not being addressed. So the, the drug addiction it thing, and, and it's, it's an embarrassment to the white people. That's why and they're controlling the money. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an embarrassment when the drug addiction was, oh, look at that. And poor, look at them poor black people like that. That's the only the only source of entertainment that they have or relief for their stresses of life is to go get high. Oh, look, that's so bad. But then all of a sudden they look, what, what's what's wrong with Granny over there? What's wrong? <laughs> and same thing happening with the little Junior over there. Yeah, yeah, it, it's in your your house. It sounds like white privilege to me. Ah, uh, look at the look at the black people. They're they're doing those drugs. They're they're taking that. They're doing heroin. They're doing crack. They're doing cocaine. Oh, we gotta do. Let's throw those black people in jail. But wait a minute, that's not a black person that's doing that cocaine. Yeah, that, that's, that's a, a white, white person. person. Oh, no, there goes another white person. Oh, we can't throw him in jail. Yeah, Let's give him a choice now. That's not privilege. That's identification. Because they look at their little white bear and right. they say, it looks like me. Yes, but that's they white have, privilege. They have the money to combat it. So that's privilege. When it's white that's people, money. when it's happening to black people, <laughs> nobody. Well, how do we get into this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> when it's happening to black people, it's they ignore it. It's easy to ignore because it it's is, not them. Because it's no money, right. no power. So there is a privilege of being white because when it happens to you, there's white people in power that see that it's happening to you and they'll do something about it. When it's I, happening to I, black I, I people, capitulate to this one. Okay, I good. Capitula- Thank you. I, I capitulate to this one. I don't even know what capitulate means, but if it's <laughs> <laughs> if it's. If it's you give in to this one, I'll take it. That's, what, that's, that's the white I, privilege. That's privilege right there. When they when it happens to black people, it could be ignored. They don't care. Cause they not don't, enough to do anything they, about it because there's they, no money in it. There's no there's no money in it, and there's no reflection from the mirror. Right. There's yeah, no and, white and the, reflection. That white reflection from the mirror is on the people with the money. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. All right. I've proven white privilege. <laughs> you have proven white that privilege. That is white privilege right there. Yeah, I just haven't got a based argument. To t- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And until you got a based argument, I have proven white privilege. On October 27, 2017, mark it down in your books, Troop Admitted to White Privilege. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, unfortunately, true. It is <laughs> about the o'clock. last minute. I could have held the last out. Minute. I yep. held out. If you would have looked at the time, you could have argued <laughs> just a little bit more, but you couldn't do it. Truth <laughs> is for the win. All right. I hope you guys have a good weekend, and uh, we're gonna try to. Uh, I was thinking about moving the show to just Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, when you come true, because oh. doing the show by myself is it, it, it just I work. Yeah, it, it's not even that. It's not the work that I hate. It's just when you talk about something for five days and there's not a lot of news. To, there's not a lot of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's hard to talk for a whole hour and a half. Oh yeah, about nothing. Definitely. So uh, it's not. It's not like I'm afraid. It's not. It is. It, it, you're right. It's hard work, but it's a different kind of hard work. Yeah. It's not hard work for me to like go and study. Like I'll go into the news and study and write and and type paragraphs and stuff for subjects all day. Mm-hmm. But it's just. It's just sometimes I can only talk at like 
we've been talking about opioids for now the past couple of weeks now. People yeah. are tired of opioids. What am I going to talk about now? The Las Vegas shooter again? Yeah, I, don't, I don't care if they're tired about opioids. It's a problem <laughs> that needs to be addressed. It does need to be addressed. Yeah. So I I'm, lost lots of people to opioids. Son, or ex-wife, yeah. sister. Yeah, so I there is... Uh, lots of people to it. Right, so it, you are sensitive to the subject yeah. a little bit more. So, okay, yep, I understand. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a decision Monday. Oh, okay. If we're going to go to two days a week or if I'm going to because even if even if there's nothing that happens in a day in two days or three days it, it, that's enough time to come up with enough subjects to talk about so Monday I'll have the decision if I want to go to five days stay at five days or go to two days a week and, and make truth in the AM two days a week because I've been doing my little Bible study thing now too so I've been uh, you know working doing different things now and trying to yeah, expand you still got to preach Yep. Put that all Preach, together. put all that stuff, do stuff for the church. Yeah, so it's not easy. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, but you know, hey, hard work. That's what it is. That's what it is. All right, Troop. Uh, we will see you guys uh, Monday on Truth and Why I Come Up My Decision. And Troop will be back on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, I'll and, be here on Tuesday. All right, and don't forget on Wednesday, there's uh, Archangel of the Return Archangel. to Chivalry uh, from 3 to 4 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com slash Archangel of Return to Chivalry. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, in then. Uh, Texas says come on for reports, so maybe I can just come on for news reports. But there you go. I'm not a good, I don't know if I could be just a news cast person. That means I have to wear a suit and be dressed up in the morning. <laughs> Hi everybody, this is Truth and McNeil and I'm here to talk to you about Truth in the AM News. <laughs> a man was killed yesterday after getting hit by a car. On... See, I don't know if I could do that. That, <laughs> that that's, yeah, that's completely different stuff. <laughs> yeah. well, hey, but you know we'll, we'll see what we got to do. We'll that's do it, it. Whatever. whatever to get people watching, we'll do it. And give them information. That's right. That's that. That's fair and balanced. And you know what? Still from 25. I used to say that nobody watched the show, mm-hmm. but now uh, on at least three videos, I think four now, yeah. 2,500 uh, or more views. Yeah. That's 100. That's not 2,500. That's not 20. That's not 8. That's not 10. That's not 2. 2,500. Yeah. That's more people than I have on Facebook, so people are starting to watch. Oh, God, thank so, people. Our, I, thank hope you very I hope we're bringing you what you want. Yep. Uh, they're watching, so. Yeah, that's a good thing. And more that's and more are starting to watch. So, all right, we'll see you guys something next week. And uh, I'm going to tell everybody to go have that fun. All right. I'll holler. <laughs>